Bargells, your host of Modern Animism Radio. Thanks for tuning in. I'm sure you all know that modern animism is on the rise, and if it's to flourish, it has to attract and include the young. So I'm talking to a young animist to find out what it's like to grow up animist. If you're thinking of including your children or wondering how to inspire children, this might help. So let's begin by acknowledging our oldest ancestors, the elements. I acknowledge the element of Earth and thank you for providing us with senses to enjoy our Earth energy, our bodies, food, plants, and animals, and all the things in the physical world. I thank you for showing us things like stability, support, and determination, things that will help us get through times like these. I acknowledge and give gratitude to the air, for the clean air that we breathe, for inspiration, creativity, and innovation that helps us to make new things solve problems, and see into the humanity that connects us when our ideas do not. Acknowledge the element of fire and give gratitude for our warmth, enthusiasm, and passion for living. Thank you for the purifying rays of the sunshine that spring brings. May it bring health to all it shines upon. Acknowledge and give gratitude to water for helping us to go deep into the darkness to help us transform. I give gratitude to everyone for tuning in telling others about our program and for sending us support. We rely on your emotional and financial support to exist. So every like, share, and social media comment counts. Thanks for those. If you'd like to donate, please hit the button on our website at www.pansociety or from the Podbean app. Thank you. So our guest today is Tristan. Thanks for being here, Tristan. Happy to. Uh, so how old are you? So... I am 13. Okay. And what is your experience with uh, other spiritual paths, so like Buddhism, Christianity, Judaism, Islam, or or any others? That's the great thing about Pan. It's it's all of them. They're all interesting, and they all have their they all have different things that I like about them. And mm-hmm. the great thing about uh, animism is that I can choose to follow or not follow any of them. But you have you um. Have you researched any of them, or have you spent any time uh, in them, other religions, I mean? I like the more Asian cultures. I like the the Taoism, the Buddhism. What I think I like most about them is their system of afterlife, reincarnation. So, yeah. Christianity... As a, I was actually in a Christian school for my kindergarten year. I only stayed there one year. Learned quite mm-hmm. a bit about it, um, but I don't remember most of it saying if it was kindergarten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has, has that influenced you at all? Um, from what I hear from my mom and people telling me about my childhood, I was kind of devout with it when I was little. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, so how did you become an animist? Um, I, through several influencers in my life, my dad, my mom, close family friends, uh, I've, I've expanded my horizons on religion, especially through Pan Society. I like Mm -hmm. animism the best. Okay. And how do you define it? What does it mean to you? Like if your friends ask Um, you about it, what would you tell them? I would say animism is a lot about you. Sovereignty, choice. It's a lot of freedom. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And how are your beliefs different from your friends? Or or are they? My, one of my friends, he's basically my best friend. Um, He is a Christian, and I don't mind him being Christian. I support him. Because if his religion mm-hmm. makes him happy, then I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Um, most of my friends don't have as broad a horizon as I do on religion. So most of them are either Christian or just not religious. Um, mm-hmm. So I like sharing about things like Asian medicine, spiritual healing, and stuff like that with my friends. And they love to hear about it. So this is something that 13-year-olds talk about then? With the proper influence, yes. It is quite a topic for discussion. Oh, okay. If you, um, does, it imp- does it impact your relationships at all? So not just your friends, but like your teachers or your, I don't know, who else, whoever else you might come in contact with? Well, there's a lot of peer pressure um, from things like people at school, whether it be teachers or other students, so I don't talk about it a lot there. It's a bit uh, nerve-wracking. Okay. So does being different make you stronger or more connected or less? It's kind of sounding like you, you are saying it's maybe less. No, I am less connected to people, but more connected to, no, I wouldn't say less connected to people. I'm less connected to some people, and the people I have been connected with that actually support me and believe in me, I'm even more connected with. And um, how about God? Do you believe in God? Do you have a relationship with God? So for a while, when I was Christian, I guess I had a relation with the Christian gods. And uh, for a while there, uh, for like some of my elementary school years, I started believing in Greek mythology and uh, the uh, multiple gods of the pantheon. Um, and do you so, have a relationship with them now? Um, I wouldn't say. I don't know what to say. Okay. Um, do you pray? No, I do not. I do wait, not to a god, uh-huh. um, but to the spirits of nature and my ancestors. I actually have okay. a little offering bowl set up on my dresser. Okay. And um, how does your practice include your ancestors? So it sounds like you have an altar, you said? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I use an Oregon pyramid to try to talk to them through dreams. But uh, um, I, don't, okay. I don't usually get... Sleep comes hard to me, so I don't usually get very vivid dreams anymore. That's been hard uh-huh. lately. Okay. And what about uh, plant or animals? Do you work or relate to um, them? I love nature. Recently in my backyard, I found a frog. I mean, well, not a frog, a toad. So I caught mm-hmm. him and pet him and then released him back where he was. Because mm-hmm. I love animals. Mm-hmm. Someday I want to have a whole greenhouse ecosystem in my backyard. Nice. Nice. Do you mm-hmm. get out in nature a lot? Uh, we're in quarantine right now, so less than usual, but I try to. Yeah, yeah. Do you live in a, a in the urban, suburban, or, or country? 
Definitely suburban. Uh, does that um, impact your animus practice at all? It does. Um, there are some things I can't do. Like, I can't go for just, I can't just go for walks around because my neighborhood is semi-ghetto. We've had, a, mm -hmm. we've had like, teenagers uh, driving around the block shooting blanks at people. So, uh, yes. yeah, uh, my mom doesn't really like it when I walk out alone. She barely even lets me go to friends, friends' houses on a bike. Okay. So how do you get around that then and then try and connect with nature if you, it's not really all that accessible? Mostly just sitting in my bed meditating. Oh, okay. Okay. So do you have a relationship with your spirit guides? Do you believe in spirit guides? I do. Um, one of my spirit guides is a spirit animal. It's a penguin. I got him at around fourth, fifth grade because then was a... It was a real test of emotional strength, and I didn't have much back then. But uh, with him, I've gotten more. Mm -hmm. Can you say more about that? Um, a spirit guide can help you in a lot of ways. It's mostly with what you struggle in most, like spirit guide or spirit helper. So you just got to build trust with him. You have to order you have to build trust with them. You have to build a relationship. It's it's mutually beneficial. Uh -huh. You help them, and they help you. Can you is there an example of how that has happened? Mhm. Mm Could you share? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear that correctly. Um. So when I was first introduced, um. I took a liking to him to stay away since penguins are one of my favorite animals. Um, he didn't ask for a name, so I've just stuck with penguin for now. Uh, we build a relationship through things like meditating together, dancing. Um, in return, I like to think he gives me emotional strength, and it's a lot of what made me who I am today. Okay. That's awesome. So does um, being an animist impact your relationship with adults? Some of them. Like, my mom's, my mom's cool with it. Uh, her boyfriend, I don't talk to him a lot about it because he's really idealistic. And I don't like scoldings or, not scoldings, but I don't like when people doubt me or talk back to me. So, I would say yes, mostly positively. Okay, that's good. Do um, people ever think that you're a witch? My friend, uh, who is, his name is Jacob, I talk to him a lot about this. Um, he says it's cool because I I've taught him to channel chi. Uh, he says it's cool. He says he really notices a difference. Mhm. Mm he doesn't call me a witch or a wizard. He just says it's cool. So, what's your opinion about rituals? Rituals should be heavily used precautionless. I've I've seen like there was this uh, girl in my sixth grade class. She was uh depressed for say. She brought a Ouija board to class and just started using it during recess. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I didn't see her use anything protective, so 
that one well. But anyway, any rituals at all, whether it's just contacting entities or even just asking for help, they should all be protected because when you perform rituals, you're opening yourself up. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like people don't, are not aware of that? Yes, heavily. Okay. I feel like a lot of people don't even know they're doing rituals when they are. So maybe it's also a factor of awareness. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the idea of sovereignty earlier. How do you explain that idea to a kid? Because that's not a word that kids usually use. That's, it's hard. I feel like if I could say, once again, it's... Oh, God, you're right. How do you explain this to kids? I can't think of any other words besides sovereignty. It's its own thing. Um, do you have an example of sovereignty? Not that I can think of right now. How do you practice it? Mostly just being wary of my choices trying not to harm others with what I do. So um, it sounds like that that is not something that a lot of mainstream people do. Does that, um, how do you feel about that, that you're, you're holding yourself to that standard when lots of other people don't? Once again, I feel like it's an issue of awareness. Um, mm-hmm. Everything has life, so if you... Even if you just, like, break a branch off a tree, you're still hurting something. Mm-hmm. Even if you're just taking your frustration out on anything, really, it's still alive. It has life mm-hmm. forced. Uh, uh, I recently read online that uh, the scent of a freshly mown lawn is actually a chemical compound that is uh, a distress signal from plants. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that? So basically, people are just enjoying the screams of plants. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way of looking at it. I think that's really messed up. <laughs> so, what makes but something sacred? The fact that everything is alive. Mm-hmm. Every so, if everything's alive, all that life force had to come from somewhere, right? And that life force developed into more and more and more. So everything's from the one, right? That's certainly one way of looking at it, yeah. Like the so, principle uh, of karma. Tell me about that. Um, I define karma from what I believe is an Indian religion, that everything is from the divine spark. So all energy is from the divine spark. So to hurt someone else or anything is to hurt yourself. Okay. So how does that? So okay. So how does that relate to karma? How does it come back to you? Or does it? I'm I'm trying not to put words in your mouth and let you tell your own story. So can you repeat the question? How does that have to do with karma? Everything that you do comes back to you. If you, if everything's from one thing, think about it like everything in a building is powered by one generator. You're a wire. If you take out another wire, that's going to cause a fault in the system and it's going to come back to hurt your system. 
good explanation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, do you believe in the elements? Not that you have to just ask. Earth, wind, and fire. I do tarot cards, so yes. Um, and my sign is a Cancer. And all other things, zodiac and astrological, point to water, too. So, I am heavily emotional and things like that. Uh-huh. So, so, how do you yes, work I the balance? Your... Okay. And how do you work to balance your elements if you're heavily water? All of uh, my biggest weak areas are definitely... Um, because I am water, I am emotional, so earth isn't, stability isn't really a problem with, uh, my spirit helper. Fire is a big thing for me. I don't really have a whole lot of passion. I'm lazy. <laughs> and okay. So fire is one of my big things. I try to atone for that by, uh, pr uh, praying to the spirit. I have a, I have a, a small, what's it, what's it called? I have a small totem for the fire element on my altar. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a great idea. As, as well as the, uh, I also have a totem for the wind element, too. Okay. I can't tell exactly what I'm lacking from wind, though, because when I, I meditated to find out what I was lacking, it said wind, and I don't know why. Uh, well, maybe you just need to um, get to know it more before it will reveal the answer to you. All right. Anyway, that's a suggestion. Um, <laughs> um, what's the most important part of animism for you? Um, animism. Let's see. Most important part. I think it's just having that choice. You, you are, I'm not going to say better than others, but you're holding yourself to a higher standard than others. And if everybody holds themselves to that standard, I think the world could be better, a better place. That's awesome. And do you feel like you have to be born into animism to be a quote-unquote real animist or to really understand it and embrace it? I feel like it would really help. But if you could, especially since if you're little, be, being a kid helps everything, almost everything you experience as a kid, you go into the foundation that makes you you. So if you're introduced to things like this as a kid, I feel like it could really stick with you better. Okay, awesome. I've tr um, I'm trying to, I'm still trying to work it into my daily life. So. Mhm. Mm so since it's not taught in schools, uh, what is your favorite way to learn about the spirit world and the natural world and animism in general? I like your site and YouTube channel. It's taught me a lot. I think talking to people who are involved with this is one of the best ways, as well as reading about it. Mm -hmm. I agree but with I've that. Definitely gotten, I've definitely gotten the most from your channel, just because it's so modernly accessible. Yeah. So what about the afterlife? Do you believe in the afterlife? Uh, like I said, in most Asian religions, there's the uh, principle of reincarnation. So I think... That's what happens to most people, because if everything is energy, and uh, even science says energy can't be created or destroyed, it has to go somewhere. Right. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, what about aliens? We had a podcast uh, about aliens. What do you think about aliens? 
I think it's almost impossible for them not to exist. With the universe being ever-expanding, it's almost impossible to think that the same occurrences that made us humans, the things that, the evolutionary process that made us who we are, didn't happen somewhere else in a different form. Mm -hmm. okay. And if Do you we have plant life, we, we even have a scientific term told, called the Goldilocks zone, where theoretically vegetation and uh, human life could occur. Mm-hmm. Do you think that um, spirituality is terrestrial, or do you think it could include ETs as well? I think, well, I think it could vary. You have, you have a lot of movies, you have a lot of media about aliens and stuff like that, and the thing is, there's infinite possibilities. So, mm -hmm. there could just be aliens whose goal is conquest. There could just be aliens who are peaceful. It, it all depends. So, you're open-minded yeah. about it. I okay. think the idea of spirituality could be spread to extraterrestrials. Okay. So, what do you think is the purpose of life? That one's really difficult. I I think, even though I'm really bad at following my my own advice, I think the purpose of life is just to live it as best you can. If you think about it, helping other people will, especially if you believe in reincarnation, if you help make the world better, you're making it better for other people's next lives and your own. Yeah. As someone who's done past life regressions, I have seen the world before it has now. What a brutal place to live. <laughs> it all seems okay. cool from my perspective. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that bad. So what would you like people to know about animism? So uh, for a lot of people, they don't even know what animism is, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of misconceptions. And if you could clear something up right now, what would you want that to be? I don't think animism is a religion. I think it's a way of living. Mm -hmm. It's not, it doesn't have a guidebook like the Bible. It doesn't have gods, per se. It's a lot of your own free will, which is great. Okay. Well, thanks, Justin. I'm sure some parents and parents-to-be wonder about what rearing their kids as animists would be like, so thank you for helping people out. It's also really great to hear cool. from our youth. Um, without you, we'd have no future, so thanks so much for sharing and being here. Glad to help. So um, if you want to join the conversation, check out our group on Facebook. We're also on Instagram and Twitter if you prefer those platforms. You can also send me an email at lauraatantasociety.net. Tell me what you love and what you want more of. I'm Laura Giles with Tristan, and we'll see you next week.